At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we believe theological education should be confessional. Because of our desire to identify with what Christ has done in His Church throughout the centuries, we fully adhere to the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. This standard keeps us accountable and preserves us from novelty. For more information on how you can receive informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, check out our website, cbtseminary.org. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. For our third episode in our mini-series on the pastor's children, in this conversation, we want to take up the pressures of being a pastor's kid. So the question is, what particular challenges does being a pastor's kid bring, and how should a pastor lead his family in light of these challenges? Well, let me begin by saying uh, sometimes uh, uh, preachers' kids have had the reputation for being wild, and uh, mm-hmm. that reputation has been earned. And, and obviously, that ought not to be so. And if they are wild while still in the home of the man, it does beg the question is he ruling his house well? And if not, uh, then 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1. Uh, seems he's not biblically qualified to be an elder, but we've already uh, addressed uh, things along that line in a previous uh, episode. But now let's assume that this young person is in the home uh, and and dad is ruling his house well. Even so, that young person uh, may face a number of challenges. I think Jill might have used the language in an episode where we're talking about pastor's wives, uh, like living in a fishbowl uh, and... Uh, uh, so it is, you know, people are watching every move and that oftentimes with a, a special scrutiny. And, and there's a sense in which the standard in a pastor's home is set high, maybe higher than in many homes. Uh, pastors are to be examples to the flock, First Peter 5, 3, uh, and that would include in their parenting. Perhaps that's uh, one reason for the emphasis in First Timothy 3 and Titus 1 about ruling their home. And therefore, that house does need to operate on biblical principles, uh, the children obeying their parents. And the fifth commandment is uh, before the children and ruling his house with children uh, in submission with all reverence or all respect. Um, Not every family in the church may have as much light or as much concern to operate uh, under Scripture in their parenting. They should, but uh, maybe they don't. And therefore, the pastor's home can be different. They're not doing some of the things that others are doing, and maybe they even stick out. In fact, it could be that the pastor's children get a bit ostracized, you know, uh, uh, because they're afraid of being around them. It'll expose what we are or whatever. Um, However, sometimes a pastor's kid uh, well, they're held to a higher standard, higher standard than others, and not in a, in a biblical way. You know, maybe certain families that that one family they're not going to allow their children to uh, use this device or to uh, play certain games or whatever else, and then they see the pastor's kid doing that, and they're ready to find fault with him. Well, wait a minute, this is a a non-moral matter, uh, and, and yet. Well, that family may try and legislate to others in the church, including uh, the pastor's family. Well, th- that young person is going to feel the bite of that. Or if it's a, 
a church member with a jaundiced eye against the pastor, uh, they may be ready to find fault with the pastor's children yeah. uh, being uh, critical, hypercritical, unkind towards them. Sometimes it could even be jealousy that, well, a pastor's kid is doing well, and well, they're looking to excuse their child's bad behavior by looking for any kind of failure uh, in, in the pastor's children. Well, yeah. I, I say all of these scenarios can be painful, surely, and they can be hard to bear. And it's not the fault of that young person. Mm -hmm. But these things can lead to at least a temptation, to resentment, or to dislike the church, or mind you, even uh, to cast off Christianity. Uh, another problem can be an over-strictness on the part of the parents, which can lead to or result in a, a lack of compassion or failure to exercise due understanding. You know, Christian parents, and that would include pastors, they can be very hard on their kids because they're concerned to get it all right. We want everything done just right. Well, okay, that's not a, a, a wrong desire, but we can be so concerned about that that we forget the child's a child. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's possible to set the bar too high, expect too much. You know, when Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, he's not denouncing his childhood. There are certain things that are childish yeah. that are not moral issues. Mm -hmm. And parents might deal with them as if they are moral issues rather than remembering, well, wait a minute, there's this whole non-moral uh, situation here of, of just childishness. And, and therefore, parents can be a bit hard on their kids, or, and sadly, this can happen even in the homes of pastors, they can be more concerned about being embarrassed by their child than doing what's best for their child. Uh, again, that kind of thing can cause resentment, uh, I would think that perhaps comes under the heading of provoking your child to wrath that's forbidden mm -hmm. there in Ephesians 6 or uh, the Colossians 3 passage somewhere about provoking your child, so uh, don't do that, so lest they become discouraged. Well, parents, pastors, they need to be uh, very uh, aware uh, of, of these pitfalls of things that they can fall into. Now, coming back to the question as to how a pastor can lead his family in light of uh, these various challenges, well, I would think, firstly, to be uh, aware of the challenges and to be sympathetic uh, to the child, to talk even about the struggles and the challenges and, and show an awareness and a, and a, a, and a sympathy. Uh, I would also think, like any parent, to be ready to defend the child, and especially if that child's a victim of the carnalities of, of people in the church. And to let them know that, that you're for them. Now, okay, we as parents, we're all going to do that. But, you know, sometimes it can happen that we're ready to listen to anything that's said against our any criticism and, and not give the child a fair hearing mm -hmm. and, and ready to blame the child. And hold on, hear the story out. Remember, Proverbs talks about the guy who only hears the one side and, and the foolishness of that. Well, we don't want to fall into that towards anyone and certainly not towards our own offspring. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean we need to be defending bad behavior. I know my kid's an axe murderer, but that's all right because he's my kid. Well, obviously, no, that's that's not right, uh, even in crimes less than uh, axe murdering. But 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 neither does it mean that you know. Well, every time there's an accusation, it's my kid and his fault, and I'm gonna no. 
And certainly we don't want to be seen as against our children. And so again, going back to the question, how to navigate this as, in, in, as a parent, I think how important it is to keep that strong family closeness, even to be good friends with our children, that we enjoy one another, that we do things together. Austin, you and I were talking earlier about how you had the uh, the joy of time with your family, they have with you and you're enjoying one another. Those things are so important uh, to, to keep up the family closeness. In the previous episode, I gave what is one of my favorite passages from Proverbs and certainly to do with parenting. My son, give me your heart. Well, that's what we want. And the child must never have reason to think that the church, that dad's work, that's all that really matters. And and me, I, I, I'm not so important. Uh, well, perhaps it goes without saying that, that we need to keep a right spiritual focus in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 34, uh, children, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. And that would also mean to be real. Uh, our young people are going to see this. In fact, that Proverbs 23, 26, not only says, give me your heart, but it says, observe, let your eyes observe my ways. Uh, and going back to what we'd said in the previous episode, it, it can be a hook in the conscience um, of that child, even when they're older, that mom and dad were real. They really believed these things. And also, as you said in a, yeah. a previous episode uh, to pray and keep praying pray for that child but also pray for grace to be a a good parent and to pray for pardon Mm. for our failures and to pray for god's glory in the home and in that child or those the lives of those children well joe i've gone on too long but my brother i'm eager to pass this to you even though i've gone on so long because you yourself were a preacher's kid and so brother give us some insights Yes, brother. I was a preacher's kid, but it's been so long since I was a kid that it's hard for me to remember just how hard it was uh, to be so. Um, the, th- the things that, that you've mentioned were, were things that I had thought about when uh, I uh, first began thinking about this question. The challenge of, of having uh, what are some of the challenges that preachers kids face? The challenge of having all uh, eyes upon you. Uh, uh, sometimes unrealistic expectations, uh, hypercritical judgments, which you mentioned, uh, people who would be prone to overlook and excuse certain things in other kids will sometimes even magnify Hmm. the faults and the things that they see wrong with the, with the pastor's kid. Uh, so while it is important that a pastor's, uh, child walk in an orderly way, they sh- and they should feel a certain degree of pressure in that area. Uh, it's easy for that concern to become imbalanced. And so the how can the pastor uh, respond to such a challenge? Uh, he should not make his children feel that they are held to any higher standard. Well, what's every kid's the standard? You know, the word of God. Mm. You know, uh, the pastor should uh, have an orderly home. So should every Christian father. Uh, have have an orderly home. Uh, fathers are not to exasperate their children. And one way for a pastor father to exasperate his kids is to make them feel terrified of of messing up. So I would say to the pastor, your kids are fallen sinners. They're going to do what you do. They're going to come short of the glory of God. 
And while it's your duty to have your house under control uh, and never let them run wild, you should not hold them to unreal expectations. Lee, I think you covered that point uh, great. So I, I won't, I won't uh, belabor it. And you also mentioned this Lee, and I just want to say amen to it. Um, uh, pastors, your, your discipline of your children, your instruction of your children is to be out of love and not out of any sense of embarrassment that comes from, from pride. Uh, avoid uh, making your kid feel like you better not make me look bad. Don't let your children think that all you're concerned about is you and your reputation. Let them know that you want their spiritual well-being so that they don't have to feel like their whole purpose in life is just to make their dad pastor look good. Hmm. Um, you mentioned also, Lee, the, the challenge of being envious of other kids. I think I can't even remember this, not being able to do what other people let their kids do. Uh, that That's a real challenge. Uh, and I would say to any pastor's kid who might listen to this, if your dad is a true man of God, he's going to have some strong convictions concerning right and wrong. And he's probably going to have some rules for you that other, even Christian parents, even in your church, don't have for their kids. And the challenge is that can cause the kid to become envious, to complain, you know, why can't I do what Deacon so-and-so lets his kids do? And it can be a challenge for them to rebel against the parental authority. Uh, the pastor's kid needs to remember that his dad does hold an important position as a leader in the church and is bound therefore to lead his family in the ways of truth and righteousness. Um, I would say to, to the dad who's, who's maybe his kids are feeling some of that, show your children why you make those tough decisions. Hmm. Just say, because I told you so. Take them to the scripture and, and say, here's why, even though Johnny uh, in the church is able to do this, here's why I can't do this. Explain it to them from the word of God. And I'll say this uh, to the pastors. When you can say yes, say yes. Uh, preacher's kids don't need to be, live in an environment where every answer is no, 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 you can't do this. You can't do that. When you can say yes to something legitimate, then uh, do that for your kid. The only other thing I would mention, Lee, you may have some thoughts on this. Um, possibly the preacher's kid may feel a temptation to profess faith in Christ before it really exists hmm. because he knows that his parents or she knows that her parents long for their salvation. Uh, but uh, your parents don't want to see you make a false profession that later in life you're going to prove was not true. So uh, perhaps that's something uh, the, the parent, the uh, preacher's kid might feel a little more pressure in that area. Well, I have to, I have to walk the aisle or whatever I have to, confess faith. I have to be baptized because I'm the preacher's kid. Uh, no, that's not the case. Lee, any, any more thoughts from you? Well, I, I think that's a very important uh, observation. And uh, for pastors, uh, they need to be careful uh, two ways. One is not to just say, oh yeah, okay, my, my child is, this is it. Uh, on the other hand, 
to not say, oh, my child's just doing this for daddy and mommy yeah. uh, or to look good. Uh, another thought that does come to mind uh, is it is possible for Christian children, uh, I mean, I'm saying the, the sorry, a pastor's children, uh, to fall into the temptation of playing the hypocrite of yeah. at church and uh, yeah. around mom and dad and, and church members wearing the smile and saying everything right, and yet in the heart, well, just full of rebellion, uh, but for whatever reason, whether wanting a good reputation or fear of, of the rod or whatever the case might be, uh, playing playing the hypocrite. And whereas pastors need yeah. to be aware that that's a possibility, I would say especially young people need to be aware of that's a possibility. And uh, well, it's not just dad that wants the heart, it's God saying, my son, give me your heart. So. Uh, might God grant that there will be that that sincerity? So, just a, a random thought to throw in there. No, can I can I jump in here to that, uh, brother? That that's actually what I, I was uh, made a profession of faith at very young. I think my brother made one first, and then I made mine, and was a member of the church uh, from I guess the fifth grade up until my senior year. But that's exactly what I was—a hypocrite, and and. Uh, it it shocked my church when uh, I had to go to my dad and say, I'm not really a Christian. Please remove my name from the, from the church role. Hmm. And uh, because, because I was every, all of them, they didn't know the secret Joe Wilson, like God knew me and like I knew me. And uh, they all thought I was a good Christian boy. And uh, uh, I wasn't. So that is a real temptation hmm. to uh, play the hypocrite uh, when in reality, the uh, the essence of the matter is not there. Now, thankfully, God saved me shortly after I took my name off of the church roll. But uh, a preacher's kid does need to beware of falling into that trap. I did. Hmm. Austin, back to you. This has been an excellent conversation as uh, Pastor Lee and Pastor Joe have talked about some of the pressures of being a pastor's kid and um, they have also offered some ways for pastors to lead their family in light of these challenges that their children will face uh, being a pastor's kid. And we they've both used this illustration now of the pastor's family or the pastor's kids at least living like a fish in a bowl where everybody can um, see their life under a microscope. But we do hope that this conversation has offered some encouragements and some wisdom about how you can lead your family uh, as a pastor, as you are an example to the flock of God in these things. If there has been any questions that have come in your mind related to anything we've been discussing in this conversation, we encourage you to submit your questions to pastorsinbox at cbtseminary.org. And stay tuned for our final uh, installment in this series on the pastor's children in our episode that will be released one week from now. And until then, we wish you grace and peace. God bless.